Welcome to Passion Stories. I'm Rachel Fry, positive psychology coach. I help motivated and creative individuals discover their unique talents and strengths so they can apply that to more passion-driven work. In these episodes, you will hear people from different industries share their story about how they found and pursued work they are passionate about. They talk about what helped them get to where they are now and offer advice and tips to those looking to make changes in their own professional path. I hope you enjoy this episode. Well, thanks for, you know, being part of this interview series. I'm excited to have you on and have you talk more about your your story. Um, you know, for those of you who haven't listened in on these interviews, they go up on a podcast or po- passion stories podcast. And, um, I think it's fun to do them on here because we kind of get to be face to face. Yeah. And, you know, it's an opportunity, I think for other people to share their story, how they've navigated to where they are. Um, and I hope, you know, those stories inspire other people to pursue some of their ideas or dreams. I know for me, in the past, it's helped me, like, if I feel like I'm in a rut or I'm not really sure what I want to do, if I pop on a podcast or read an article or something about somebody else who's done something that, you know, I'm inspired by or admire, then it kind of gives me that, like, boost of energy. That Absolutely. I'm with you on that. I do the same thing. <laughs> so I <laughs> Which do- is why I agreed to do this. I'm like, yeah. that's awesome, of course. Absolutely. Um, do you want to introduce yourself and tell people who you are? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I'm Maja. Um, I call myself a spiritual designer. Um, it kind of combines uh, everything that I do. I feel like I'm um, super grateful. Um, I'll give Ari a shout out. She actually helped me um, kind of, it, it's funny, sometimes you just have to hear somebody say something exactly the right way in order for it to <laughs> click for you, right? Like I, I, um, I guess maybe I'll t- try to tell you a little bit about yeah. myself and then it'll kind of... Yeah. Um, so I came from the corporate world. Um, I studied art, then I studied architecture and found myself working at Gensler in downtown LA, you know, like this amazing architecture firm, right? Like very well known in the architecture world. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, my mom was dying of cancer. I beat cancer. And, um, in the midst of all of that, I really realized that I wanted to help people and I left the corporate world and started teaching yoga. And I thought, you know what? Like, I'm going to teach yoga, like just tunnel vision. Like, I'm going to teach yoga. I'm going to do breath work. I'm going to do Reiki. I'm just, that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to stay right here in this lane. I'm done with art. I'm done with architecture. Like, that was in my past, right? And then I realized how it, it was all one thing, right? So now I'm designing yoga retreat centers all over the world, which is like, you know, full circle for me, right? Because it's like, how cool to have or have your life connect like that. And like, you know, it takes it like, there's not many, you know, interior architects slash yoga teachers, right? So that's a very like, specific niche thing to be able to design and to be able to have the knowledge to be able to design those is, is like, just, I don't know, I feel super grateful that I learned that, you know, and that I'm able to help you know, do that now. So, um, that kind of combines everything that I do, but I am a Reiki master. I am a breathwork practitioner. I'm a hundred hour certified. I'm a 200 hour vinyasa certified yoga teacher. So I also do a lot of corporate stuff. Um, 
yeah, I guess that kind of, <laughs> it's all one though, right? Like I think sometimes we try to be like, how are, like, I don't know, like how do I combine everything that I do? Like, I feel like I'm so scattered, but I think when you can like define what you do, you know, in one sentence, it really can kind of, I don't know, put it, make it make more sense, I guess. Yeah. yeah. No, I love it. And that's why, you know, I wanted to have you on because I thought it was just, you know, you made, making this business a weird work of yours, you know, combining your interests and skills. Like, you know, when we hopped or when you came to my workshop, you were like, I, now I'm going to be designing retreat centers. <laughs> that makes so much sense to me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It made a lot of sense to a lot of people, but I was like, am I really going to like, I don't know, you know, like yeah. I, mean, I just, I just did it in an uh, interview with Voyage LA. I haven't even posted about it yet, but, um, it's funny cause I wrote it like a couple months ago. And so it's funny to see like the different mindset that I had when I wrote it. Mm. Um, but I, I just, I'm so grateful to my friend Andrea, like shout out to my friend Andrea. Like she literally came up to me after one of my classes and was like, so Maja, I know you don't want to design anymore, but you know, I have this crazy idea to design these retreat centers all over the world. And like, I know you don't want to design anymore. I know you're just, you know, doing your yoga thing, but you're the only like yogi slash, you know, uh, architect or interior designer that I know, uh, would you want to design these with me? And my jaw must have dropped to the ground. Like I, I didn't even, I was like, what? And it was crazy because the week before I had led like meditation and I was like, oh my God, like, what am I doing? Like, why am I just teaching yoga? Like, that's not all that I am. That's not all, you know, the range of me. And I was like shutting this part, this artistic side you know, out from me for so long. And I, it took, it took that realization and then someone giving me that opportunity and then it just kind of. Right. Click. Yeah, that, that makes so much. I think sometimes you need to hear someone else say out loud or sort of be a mirror back to you of what. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And you know, I've, that's what I love about hearing about your work. It's like, you're able to merge this you know, interest and skill set with your yoga, teaching yoga and breath work and with your interior design, you years of working interior design. And now it's sort of all coming together in a way that, you know, maybe you would never have predicted, but now it's like, never. Oh, yeah, that makes so much sense. <laughs> it makes so much sense. Totally makes so much sense now, but I never, never in a million years, what I thought, what I think, like looking back in, um, design school, you know, I really wanted to design, I knew I wanted to design public uh, places. I never was as that as like driven towards residential, but it never really like, you know, I practiced yoga since I was 21 and I'm going to be 37 this year. It never really like occurred to me like, oh, you could design yoga retreat centers. Like that's a niche of design. It never, <laughs> never even occurred to me, which is hilarious yeah. that, you know, and I, I really think you know, I've, I've been somebody who always is, you know, very driven, very a go-getter. And um, it's taken me a long time to realize um, how many people are, are in my corner and are, you know, rooting me on and do want the best for me. And to be able to, um, you know, reach out to them or lean on them for, you know, the support to be able to push me in different directions, um, or to support a direction that I'm like, Oh, I don't know. Um, 
and I just, you know, I really value like the, the friendships that I've made over the past couple of years. Um, my relationship with my husband, my relationship with my mentors, I could not, I could not do what I'm doing without their knowledge, teaching support. Like I just, you know, I think it really shows like you surround yourself with the people who you like my mom always says you're judged by the company you keep right like she always told me that growing up and I feel like you know sometimes you cycle through friends and people are in your life for a reason or season or you know whatever and some people are in your life for forever mm-hmm. but I think once you start walking towards what you really want to do you're going to attract people that are going to push you and support you in that direction um and I think that that like that is just so like important and it's so important to have people in your corner it really is yes I totally agree and you know I wanted to well briefly tell people you know who I am too I do positive psychology coaching and help help individuals who want to discover work they want to do you know kind of merging their interests passions and strengths and when I talk about strengths and we'll talk about that more in this conversation but you know when people are doing things that they naturally do well and they're optimizing on that rather than trying to fix things that are, you know, maybe it doesn't come easy or just doesn't feel like, kind of feels like eh, a little resistant or not natural. It's, it's just way more beneficial to put, you know, that time and energy into, you know, things you do naturally well. And um, I wanted to touch on that with you in a little bit, but, you know, I wanted maybe, you know, you to kind of tell people how you got interested in this in the first place. I know you kind of moved from design to um, what you're doing now, but you want to tell people about how you got interested in what you do now. Yeah, absolutely. So I had always been, like, since I mentioned before, like, I always had been doing yoga since I was, like, you know, in my early 20s. So, like, over 15 years now. Mm-hmm. And it was always something that I did you know, on this, like on the side, like I'd always work out. And then I do like my once a week yoga class and I'd be like, yay, you know, um, or, you know, a couple times a week or what have you. And it wasn't until, you know, so my mom, I kind of mentioned before, so my mom got sick. And I think even, even before that, my whole life, I've always been somebody who, um, people would tell their problems to people would reach out for support. I always, I I always was naturally like an assistant, right? And I even was that like straight out of college, I was an executive assistant. That was what I did because I'm really good at supporting people, right? So I always kind of knew that. And then working in the corporate world, my mom got sick. And in the midst of that, I found out I had cancer. And so not only was I caring for my mom, but I had to like be really strong because I should have been the one resting. And, you know, as much as my family supported me and, you know, was there for me, I ultimately moved home. I was, you know, up at 3 a.m. taking care of my mom. Um, I don't think, I think my mom tried to be strong in front of a lot of our family. And, um, you know, I kind of got the, the, the brunt of it being being there that whole time. And when I went back to the corporate world, I realized very quickly um, that my perception of what stress was and the reality of stress had completely shifted. You know, you go to work and like to make a joke about, you know, like office space, right? You're like, oh, did you get the TPS report? You know, like it's just like the people that think, you know, you go to work and like, I get it. You know, I've worked in the corporate world. I get it. I get the kind of stress that happens day to day. But I, I couldn't even like 
see that anymore, if that makes any sense. I mean, I could see it. I knew it existed, but I couldn't take it in as stress anymore because I had been so pushed past my breaking point where it's like, you know, just imagine having surgery on your neck. Mm -hmm. It's hard to hold your head up and your mom is dying and you have to help your mom get up so she can puke. You know, like that's the reality, right? Like that was the reality of my life. So I, knowing that and going through that and then coming back to this environment where people are stressed out about things that are just, you know, they're real stressors for some people, but they're, they're just not, for me, they weren't reality anymore. And um, I started to notice not just people on my team, but people on other teams asking me opinions, not just about work product and how to get stuff done, but also um, my opinion on life, my opinion on relationships, my opinion on what they should do with this, this, you know, X, Y, Z. And when I got to that point, it really hit me. I was like, what am I doing here? Why am I working at a job where I'm stressed out all the time um, and I'm, I'm not doing what I'm ultimately even here for? Do you know what I mean? Like the job that I was getting paid for and doing was not what I felt I was actually, what my purpose was for being there. And so I left. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go teach yoga. And I left and I was like, I'm never going to design again. You know, not, and I kind of, I think I went over that already. Um, <laughs> but that was when it hit me like that. Um, my purpose is to support people, to help people, to guide people into their healing because, and you know, it's no shock to me and it's no shock to a lot of people that I teach corporate yoga. Um, and even, you know, walking into some of the offices that I'm at now, um, it's extremely like beautiful for me to watch somebody say something or do something or have a mindset of a way of thinking that I used to have, right? Like not that I'm better than them or that I'm, you know, it's, we're all rocking our own paths. We're all doing our own thing. We're all learning at our own pace, but it's beautiful for me to be in front of somebody and to see like something click or, you know, them to have a realization of something that I too had a realization of, but to be the one to be able to teach them, right? Because oftentimes you end up teaching what you've learned or things that you're personally working on. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is just, I don't know, that's kind of how I decided to do what I'm doing. And that's like where it's going now. It's just been really cool to be able to support people. And that's just, I, I love, I love working with people and even, even not, um, stuff related to the work that I do, but I love also being, you know, supporting my friends and encouraging my friends. Um, you know, I have a, a dear friend and I got offered to do another, uh, corporate class and it's at a time that I, I, I couldn't do it. I'm out of the country teaching a retreat and I offered it to a friend and she's, super, super stoked, but you know, she's learning to set things up and learning to do things. And, um, it feels really good to know that I took the time and learned something, figured something out. And then I can then go support my friends. Like, you know, because that's what it's all about, you know, is helping each other. Um, no one's better than anyone else. Nobody knows more than anybody else. It's just, you know, we all have different skills. We all have different strengths. And when you can, let go of like, oh, like I have to, you know, the ego of like, I have to be better than this person. I can't help anybody when you can let that go and you can just surround yourself with people that are helping you and people that you're helping. Like, that's what it's all about. 
Yeah, and I was going to ask, you know, why you feel like helping people, supporting people with their healing work, why has that been so meaningful for you to do? You know, it, just because it's like it, it's come full circle for me, you know? Like, I feel as though I've been through a lot of personal healing, um, and I know how good that feels when you have, you know, those aha moments or those breakthroughs of working through something. And I am so grateful to the teachers and the people that have helped me. And so it's kind of like just continuing the cycle, right? Like knowing that I'm able, there are people have helped me and then I can give back, you know, it's kind of like, it just continues to happen. Right. Yeah. That's great. Cause even as a teacher, I'm still a practicing yogi. Like I still go to my teacher's class. I'm going to Laura loves class tonight. She's my favorite teacher. She will always be my favorite teacher. She teaches Wednesdays, 545 at Perspective. Come join me. <laughs> and then I'm doing breath work after I teach breath work. I'm doing Wendy's class. Shout out to Wendy as well. She's my breath work teacher. You always, you like teachers always have teachers. And so, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, yeah. Yeah. And I was going to ask more about, you know, for people who aren't familiar with breath work, why is doing breath work, you know, help people with their healing process? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. So the specific breath work that I'm certified to teach is two-stage pranayama. So it's a certain pattern of breathing. So pranayama is just a fancy word for breath restriction or a pattern of breath, right? <laughs> so you're, it's the way that you breathe and the way that the pattern of breath happens, it moves you out of your fight or flight brain and into relaxation brain. So some things that will happen during the breath. Um, one thing that happens to me almost every time, I'll have a memory of something that happened to me when I was a kid or a few years ago, something from the past, right? And I'll have this like click or this aha moment as to how that connects to something that I'm going through in my walking life right now. And I'll have kind of a, okay, like everything's going to be okay and have kind of a realization. Um, it's also helped like if you have, you know, a pain in your shoulder or, a pain in your chest and you just don't really know where that came from or why you have it. You know, we all hold on to stress in different ways and in different parts of our bodies, right? Like I had thyroid cancer, right? So obviously I held a lot of stress in my throat, which is why it's really great for me to teach and speak because <laughs> speaking my truth is big with thyroid yeah. cancer, right? Mm -hmm. um, but so we all hold on to stress in different parts in our, of our body. And sometimes you'll have like a pain somewhere you might notice during the breath that it just kind of fizzles away and you don't really know why, right? Um, and that's, again, because you're moving out of that fight or flight brain and into your deep relaxation, deep processing brain. So like if you've had a death in the family or something terrible happen, typically, you know, if you work in the corporate world, which is why this is so beneficial for people working in the corporate world or just anybody in general, um, you know, you leave to go, what, like a day to the funeral and then you're expected to go back to work. You do not have time. That was not meant to, like the lives we live today are at a pace that we were never meant to live, right? So we don't have time to process things, right? You might have something come up during the breath that happened three weeks ago that you didn't fully process and then you process it. Mm -hmm. um, it, it just is, I mean, it's even for me personally, I sometimes get into like a dreamlike state where I see like, like, you know, when you're dreaming and you remember a dream, it's kind of like that. Sometimes that's where a lot of my vision paintings come from, from that breathwork practice. Um, and I think as like a general, you know, overall kind of 
statement about it. I feel like if you can think of it as like you're looking at your life normally, kind of like this, right? Like you can see through, you're, you can see it, you know that it's happening, but what the breath does is it kind of does this, right? And I'll notice for about a week, I feel like the veil has been lifted and then slowly but surely it starts <laughs> to come back and I'm like, oh God, it's Wednesday, I better go back to breath work, you know what I mean? So it's something that I personally, I personally do uh, every week, um, the actual breath I usually do for about 30 minutes, but it's something you can do in the morning for like five to seven minutes. Um, but yeah, it's just a specific pattern that I think, um, it's, it's, it's great. It was developed by David Elliott for those who don't know. Um, my teacher, Wendy was trained by David and I was trained by Wendy. So I'm not far from the tree of the training on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, okay. it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've tried breath and it. For me, it's been really powerful. It, I mean, and that's why I was going to ask you if it, it was safe for people to practice on their own just because. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. And if you are more curious about it, I can show you right now, but you won't be able to see my stomach, so you'll really be able to see a good demonstration of it. Because <laughs> you know how the camera, like, cuts it off and I have to like, stand and be like, like okay. okay. <laughs> um, but it, I actually have on my website, if you go to my website, there's a link to my YouTube channel. Um, for the first like six months of the pandemic, I was teaching on Instagram Live actually. Uh, and I uploaded all of my classes on there. So if you ever wanted to do one, I tell you like at the beginning, what playlist on Spotify to put on, and then you oh, can cool. just listen to me and I guide you through it. Um, but it's absolutely safe to do for a few minutes, like in the morning, you know, just sitting up like five to seven minutes. But if you're going to do more than like seven minutes, I recommend, you know, laying down in Shavasana. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, you can totally just go to my YouTube channel and, and, oh. and do that or find my playlist and just know like <laughs> about where things happen in my playlist. Cause they're all, they're all on Spotify. Right. Yeah. And I'll yeah. put your website too in the footnotes in this episode. So cool. I, I would definitely want to check that out. And cool. You know, I know you left the corporate world kind of being like, I'm done with designing, I'm done with, you know, the stress of this job. And, you know, when you have a lot of major life events come up and why, so why, I'm curious when you did pursue yoga, like why has it been so important for you to not only leave corporate and try to do something else, but make your own business with what you're doing? You know, it's been, it's been really important because I feel sometimes like some people I think can exist in the corporate world and they like that they like that i'm gonna show up on this day i'm gonna do this they like the you know what's the word um <laughs> consistency of it i guess um <laughs> and and i am somebody who i've always had an artistic mind i've always you know even as a kid my mom she would put up butcher paper i can remember in the kitchen and she would tell us to sit and draw like my brother and i would sit drawing on the wall for hours you know and I think, I'm not sure where, and I was thinking about this earlier today, but I'm not sure where I got this idea in my head, but I got the idea in my head that in order to be successful in life, you go to the corporate world, you get a corporate job, that's what you do, because that's the, you know, like, that's the way to live, right? Maybe it's because that's the American way. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why I had that in my yeah. head. Um, listening from what we're told for so long, like, because, yeah. Like, is risky so yeah and I mean I, I graduated high school at 17 I started college when I was 17 because I have an October birthday so I graduated college I had just turned 20 like I turned 21 you know and it's like you know I I had no idea that I didn't really know that you could do 
what you wanted to do, even though my, I feel like my mom had always told me that because my brother is a musician. So I, I always, I always think I innately like knew that, but I think I thought that this was the way to go. So once I think I realized my true purpose, which is, you know, to help people and to help facilitate people, others healing as well as my own, I think that is when it became so important to me to, to do this and to really, um, you know, just, yeah, help, help people. I, I, and, and, and make it what I did, you know, because I think when you're guided by, um, money and making sure that you're quote unquote financially stable when you're doing that, you're, you're doing it wrong. Sorry. I don't know if I should tell anybody that's like my own judgment I'm placing upon, like I should be practicing non-judgment as a yogi. But um, I believe that when you are living your life from your heart, when you're truly like stepping into your purpose and truly, truly doing it, the money will come. The success will come. It might not come at first, you know, like I'm not, I'm not like making hordes of money yet. Like that's not where I'm at. Right. But I have slowly but surely done better and better and better and better. It's a process, right? I've only been, I mean, it's just been just over two years that I left the corporate world. So it's a process, right? They say it takes like five years to really build that successful business. And I think you just have to be determined and put in the work and put in the time because, you know, it, maybe it's fulfilling for you to work in the corporate world. Maybe it's fulfilling to you to fulfill someone else's dream. Maybe that is your purpose, right? There, that is a lot of people's purpose. But I think for people like me, you know, having a life changing event, I, I really felt called to walk into my purpose and yeah, I just, yeah, hopefully that makes sense. Definitely. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, going through something like that would change you for, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I think your lens of how you view things, like you said, you know, going back into work and being like, okay, this is not that stressful. <laughs> Maybe it was to other people, but you're like, I just had surgery on my throat. Like, it just, I can't imagine going through that kind of shift. I feel like it would just kind of like shake you up, you know, from the core, like a foundation. And I think, you know, push you to seek things in a deeper way, you know, is this really what I want to be doing? Cause it is so easy to get caught up in a routine. And I think, you know, the, the um, silver lining of this past year has probably been that people have been pushed to reflect more, you know, there's yeah, not absolutely. a lot. I mean, obviously like everyone has had their own different level of stress and, you know, affected differently by the pandemic, but yeah, I think a lot of people, everybody <laughs> yeah, pushed to, you know, sit down and say, is this really what I want to be doing? And, you know, it's just, you know, having that time because when you're on autopilot, when you're just going in your routine and you don't really, I think it's hard to take that time to think like, what do I really want to do? So hopefully, you know, that has been something that people have had the opportunity to do this past year. And so that when they think about, you know, they don't have to wait for a life changing event to happen, like what you went through to, no. you know, and I know that happens, I think for a lot of people when they get older, um, you know, when they have, you know, illnesses pop up, it's like kind of a reality check. So I can definitely understand, you know, wanting to make a shift into something more meaningful and, you know, yeah. 
about your your dharma, your purpose, and what you want to be doing. So, you know, with the work you're doing now, and then just going back to the whole business stuff, you know, I think when you were saying, I don't know where I got it from that I should be doing corporate, I'm like, well, I think that's pretty much what we're told from. A, yeah, and I, I think our, our parents' generation too, yeah. right? Like I know, like even talking with friends, parents, and I won't name any names, but different parents, you know, they think you're, they, they, their mentality is, you go to work, you hate your job, you bitch about it, you complain about it to everybody, and then you do the same thing again the next day, right? And I think that that mentality, you know, that was the way that people lived. And I think a lot of people, you know, I guess, I guess technically I'm a millennial, but I'm going to be 37 this year. I don't consider myself a millennial. I have no clue. Like I had to learn yeah. Instagram and all this, you know, but <laughs> Okay, I have TikTok, I don't know what's happening. Don't ask me, I have no idea. Don't have one, don't plan to unless I get forced to. But, but with that, you know, I think a lot, of, a lot of millennials, I think they really have it right. You know, they're like, I don't wanna go to work and hate my job. I wanna love my job. I want there to be, you know, a yoga class offered. I want there to be food included. Like, I mean, they got it right. You know, like they kind of took what, what was and they're like, hey, that's not right, you know? So I think, you know, I think you're right. Like, that's just, it's like what you, it's like ingrained in our mm -hmm. society and in our culture that that's what you do. And it, you know, I think it takes a lot of, um, courage. And I think a lot of people, I mean, I know friends that I've spoken with, you know, they got laid off from their job and they've circled back with me and said, damn, Maja, like you had the courage to do this before COVID. Like, I'm grateful that I got kicked out of my job because now I'm doing what I want to do, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it just, it, sometimes it does take a life changing event um, to get that courage to leave. Um, but I, I also, I have another tip on that. Um, not, uh, maybe I shouldn't say this, um, but I'm going to say it because I'm like an open book. I'd like overshare everything about my life. <laughs> oh, um, I think a lot of people are like, how did you do that, Maja? Like, how did you leave a job with like no money? Like, what did you do? Right. I didn't have hordes of money saved up. I didn't have like, you know, a lot, but what I did have, and I'm grateful for being in the corporate world and learning this, I had like a 401k or right? these like saving savings, right? So not like savings in the bank, but like savings in like 401k stuff. Right. Yeah. And I did the quote unquote, stupid thing and <laughs> I took that money out that was how I survived for the first like year of doing what I did um because I wasn't making a lot of money at first I wasn't making enough money to survive and that was how I chose to do it right and even after that I was like uh-oh how I'm not making enough money doing this how am I gonna how am I gonna make my money like my money ran out right and I'm like okay you know what? I'm not ashamed to admit it. I delivered Postmates for like a couple months because you know what? Po delivering Postmates is mindless. You can do it whenever you want and you can make a little bit of extra money to get by. So when people say like, oh, like I, how am I going to make ends meet? Like, oh, I don't have money saved. Like those are just excuses. Those are literally just excuses. Like if you really hate where you are, you really don't want to be where you are, leave. Like if you are working at one of those, like, you know, crappy jobs that you're just working at while you're trying to fulfill your passion and you hate it go do another crappy job that doesn't make you want to kill yourself <laughs> yeah. that you can tolerate while you are building what you do right because 
it's there's certain jobs that you could work at to pay the bills but you're working you know early in the morning till late at night you're too tired after you're done to like really focus on what it is that you want to do right so if that job you're at is not working for you do something that's going to get you by because ultimately it's not about making money it is not about having a big house it is not about having all these things that people think um are going to make you happy it's just not like money does not make you happy there how many you know wealthy famous people do we know that like kill themselves because of depression right it's because they didn't they weren't happy you know and it's like that's not that's not where it comes from so if you feel like oh how many literally go deliver postmates you'll make <laughs> like squeak by barely but you will make your ends meet right. and then focus on what it is that you want to do because then you can be flexible with your hours you can do whatever you want to do right, right. Yeah. I mean, and I think that 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 that's something that people often have a hard time realizing that you can really do whatever you want to do. It's all about it. You you have the choice. Like it, every single thing you do in your life is a choice. Right. Yeah. And I I think you're you're right. There is I I know when I'm in a lot of business groups now, and there's there's just not a lot of discussion sometimes around people. In a lot of the business groups I'm in are female based. You know, people identify as women and. Um, I think that's, what's been so tricky for me and, you know, for just navigate, I think anytime you go leave corporate, leave the mainstream, leave that safety of, you know, predictability or what people, you know, say they should be doing. It's, it's been a kind of a reality check for me too, to see like how hard we, we have made it to make like for people to start their own business and yeah, like there, why, you know, there aren't as many. A lot of people that I know that have have had a partner to lean on, or they're not they don't, they're not that financially independent, or you know they're not in charge completely of their financial security. So they have, but you know, if you're somebody who's single or you don't have that luxury, it's like you have to get really creative. With, with how I you did, work. I did, I got so creative, so yeah. creative, so much creation. I mean, that's all you can. That's all you can do. Like, yeah. and and. I mean, people probably like could tell me, you know, like, oh, why did you do that? That was like the worst financial decision of your life. Like, oh my God, first of all, shut up. Second of all, I just reopened a 401k. Don't worry. You know what I mean? Like it took me two years to do that. I figured it out. I turned it around. Like yeah. I'm, I'm going to be 37 this year. I'm not like 45 and doing something silly like that. And if I was 45, it would have had a lot more savings. So it's, uh, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter. Like you can literally make whatever you want to make work. You can, you really can. I came from a single mom. I lived in a tiny apartment growing up. Like I, you know, like mm -hmm. just the idea of, of, um, not having is just so, um, it can take you out of where you should be going, you know, like that fear, right? You just got like, you got to make fear your best friend. Like mm -hmm. if I can give any advice, make fear your best friend. Cause if you're scared to do something, that means you should do it. Obviously not like jumping off a cliff. Obviously <laughs> like that's a no. Um, unless you're like, what's it like skydiving, which I don't plan to do that. I'll probably pee myself. But, um, but yeah, like fear is your best friend. And just like Mastin Kip says, like, give yourself some grace, you know, like, make a few mistakes, do a few things wrong. Like, mm -hmm. I know. And I have, I have a lot of opinions too about, you know, I haven't worked too long in the corporate world, but, um, 
one of my classes, well, first thing I wanted to say is when we talked about it in one of my creativity, my, I took a creativity psychology course in my master's program. And we talk about how constraints are actually like help fuel your creativity. So when you have like too much openness, too many choices, too much this, like you are actually like not pushed to be as creative as you could be. But, you know, thinking about, you know, if you're in a situation where there are those constraints, you know, you need to figure it out on your own. You need to make it work. You will get creative. Like you delivering Postmates, I've done dog walking, waiting tables. Um, I cannot imagine doing waiting tables ever again, but <laughs> yeah, I don't really want to deliver. Po oh my God. I've have I have some funny post delivering Postmates stories. <laughs> oh my God. I had a, a really stoned out guy try to tell me he didn't order food and it was his address. His like, <laughs> he said he already got it. I think he ordered it twice. I mean, it's just, yeah. Funny story. Yeah. That's a, it's like, Okay, but there are so many things that, you know, you can still learn from those odd jobs. But um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's – constraints can be – fuel. Can they, they can fuel your creativity. Um, and so that was just something I wanted to add to what yeah. you're saying. And then going back to, you know, the thing I mentioned in the beginning with positive psychology and strengths, looking at your strengths, what, what strengths do you feel like you're bringing to the work you're doing now? Because, you know, when, when I talk about – working with your strengths that's what's going to keep that sustainable energy that's when it, you know when you are engaged in your strengths you'll notice that you feel energized or like that was so easy <laughs> or you know it just feels like it's not even work and yeah most people are not at that self-awareness where you know they can identify this is a weakness this is a strength but we're told so many times, you know, oh, if you're not good at that, just keep getting better, keep practicing. And really what positive psychology is saying is, like, actually, you can't be good at everything. No, you can't. <laughs> you have to, like, let go of the shit that you're not good at and just focus on the things that you do naturally well. And then when you build on those, that's when you can perform at, like, kind of a mastery level with things. You know, you can optimize that skill set to... You know, if you look a lot of athletes, that's basically what they're doing. They, they, they're able to do something they do naturally well, and then they've just like optimized it. They've mastered it, and um, so I was curious what you feel like, what strengths do you feel like you're using now with your work. Oof. Well, well, right now I feel like my strength is that I'm extremely motivated. I am a <laughs> doer, and I am organized because. Right now, I'm at a phase in my business where I am trying to figure out, I'm still coming up with a way of how to have somebody help me <laughs> because, because yeah. I don't really have much money to pay them yet. Um, I will. I will. Yeah. I will have money to pay them. I need to correct the way that um, I speak. Um, so I'm kind of having to do everything. Like I'm my own bookkeeper. I do my own taxes. I do my own marketing. Oh. I do my own website. I teach all my classes. I do all my, like I did, I do everything myself. So right mm -hmm. now I feel like I'm a do it all person. And I feel like, um, I, I am good at obviously designing, right? So I'm good at doing the, that kind of work, right? Um, I'm good at putting things together and I'm very organized. Um, but right now, um, it's hard to answer that question because I feel like I'm 
I'm doing it all right now. And I yeah. know that I'm doing things that are not necessarily uh, my strengths or things that are pushing me out of my comfort zone. Um, and really having to like step it up for myself. But I think that that's just making me, you know, in at this point stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely, I think my two strengths that are benefiting me right now are that I'm a go-getter, I'm organized and, um, yeah, I, um, I, I guess that's how I would, I would uh, answer yeah. What would you say, like, the two the two or three things that you like to do the most in your business? And then the other, like, for me, ta- oh. I don't do my taxes. Like, I'm, like, I've been outsourcing that for years because I'm, like, the thought of that is horrible to me. But, yeah. Um, but, you know, for me, designing my own website is so easy and, like, I love doing that and it doesn't feel like work. But then, you know, yeah, like, taxes or something like that, it, it's so I mean, to me, that's such a struggle. Like, taxes and doing money type stuff like that is such a struggle that I have. I've just for years been like, no, thank yeah. you. But yeah. I'm curious what you feel like in your business, you know, yeah, something that you really enjoy doing and that feels easy. Yeah. Um, to, to, to piggyback on what you just said, I'm grateful for the first job that I had out of college when I was 21. I'm grateful to the accountant that left <laughs> And left and left me as the one who had to do the bookkeeping for three months. I'm so grateful to that woman now because guess what? I learned how to do my bookkeeping. But um, that is not. I would not say that is my strength. I'm just organized enough to do it. Um, but my strength right now, I think. I think my two favorite things that I do, obviously, teaching yoga. I love teaching yoga. Um, that is is something I feel that um, I'm really able to read the room and feel into how everyone's feeling in the class today, and I'll shift and pivot whatever. Um, cause I, I generally, you know, I always have an intention. I generally kind of know what it is that I'm going to teach and what it is that I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've really cultivated an ability to shift and pivot the class dependent upon, um, where I feel people are at. And that's something that I feel like takes a little bit of time to start to cultivate. And I'm still, you know, even though I've been practicing for a long time, I've technically only been teaching, uh, what is it like two, two and a half years now. Um, so I'm excited to see how that becomes even more of a strength for me. Uh, and another thing um, that I really love uh, during my like private Reiki sessions, uh, I've realized I've always kind of had a little bit of a psychic ability and a little bit a- been able to read people mm-hmm. and know what's going on without them, you know, ever saying anything to me. Um, but it's been really uh, beautiful to be able to you know, tap into to helping someone heal, but also tap into things that they've been through and be able to talk to them about things that they've been through, no, like, and have a knowing of it and an, and an understanding and an explanation and be able to help them walk through that. Um, and even with, you know, for me, that's been really beautiful in person, obviously, but also with the distance sessions, I've had some of my most powerful Reiki sessions be with people who live on the East coast who don't even live, you know, in California. Um, and so that is something that I really love, um, working with those individuals and, um, you know, being like when I'm done with the session during the session, I'll write notes of different things that came up Mm. with from me, um, at each chakra as I go through them. And when I share that with them, they're just like, Oh my God, like, 
wow. And so that for me has been, you know, really powerful that I'm able to help them with that. Cause as I mentioned, you know, I, I really, my feel my true purpose is to help others heal. So when I'm able to do that during those sessions, that's been like really, really inspiring for me. Um, I don't know. I think the third thing, you know, I, I'll say one other thing. I think that, um, the design, like the design work that I've done, um, and Andrea working with Andrea, my dear friend, um, I feel like we have a, an unsaid understanding and that's really beautiful to be able to, you know, because I feel like a lot of the work I did in the corporate world, um, you know, you're given a specific job, a specific task, a specific project, uh, you know, thing that you're supposed to create. And I didn't feel like I, there was a lot of creativity in that. I didn't feel like I could um, utilize my talents. Mm-hmm. And it's been really beautiful to um, come up with an idea or come up with a way or a solution for something that was what my dear friend Andrea was already thinking. So it's almost like not only are we am I coming up with the ideas and, you know, helping to facilitate the design, but we're on the same page. And so that's been really special for me to be able to work with somebody who, you know, has run a successful historic preservation business for so long. And, um, you know, to have her see something in me and to have her and I be on the same page with the design, that's also been really cool because it helped, again, makes me feel like, I'm facilitating healing. I'm facilitating this like same purpose, right? Right. So yeah, you're. I was going to say just based on what you're talking about, your strengths, just the ones you're talking about, is being like pretty deeply empathetic to people. Yes. And, and then creative. And yes. So, yeah, like you're being able to design these retreat centers. It's almost like you're designing spaces for people to then go through that healing process, even if Correct. you're not there and all of them um, right you're gonna be teaching in some of them so right yeah I love I love that concept I love that you know you've been able to merge both of those things and you know I think that's why when you're using your strengths you know that it sounds like you know when you're talking about them even it's more you're more excited and there's more energy more inspired yeah, yeah. versus like <laughs> oh bookkeeping I gotta do my bookkeeping I've done it for a few days oh yeah. my god and we all have things that <laughs> not great at but if the more you know if you can have your main focus be on those things that you know you do well and you know for you having that creative outlet seems pretty important because you have a lot of creative energy you need to put into something so yeah um, even 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 developing the classes becomes a creative process for me right like different movements because I figure skated before this so I I wasn't a dancer but I mean figure skating is basically dancing on ice skates if if for those that don't know that. So I have that background in me. So, and I'm a creative person. So it's, I try to really incorporate, you know, everything, one movement flows from one to the next. There's no static movement in my classes at all. Like it's, it's very connected and flowing from one to the next. Cool. That's awesome. And, you know, one of the things we talked about earlier with you know, leaving for you, leaving your corporate position. And I know you've talked about other people have been laid off and, you know, how, how have you been able to sustain that confidence with leaving something you were comfortable with and stepping into creating this new business or creating kind of carving out your own career path in a way, um, what's helped you stay confident? 
Oh boy. Um, I think it goes like this. I think confidence goes like this, right? Uh, it's like riding a wave. Um, I think, you know, as much as I want to believe I'm confident all the time and as much as I think to the outside, to people that don't see me every day, they're probably like, wow, she's really confident. Like, I'm fooling you. I'm totally fooling you. Not, I mean, I am confident. I am, I am very confident, but I think a lot of it is, um, you know, I, I have my moments where I don't feel as confident, but I'm somebody who doesn't give up. Like I'm not a quitter. Like if you're going to, if you're going to go out on your own and you're going to give up, like, no, you like, that's not an available option. One. And two, when I hit my lowest of lows, um, I'm grateful because it's, I've now been with my husband almost four years. So I made the decision to leave the corporate world um, while I was dating him. We're both artists. So it's not like I'm in a position where, you know, I don't have to work or worry about money. Like we're both equal everything. We both split everything, right? So, um, you know, I think having him in my corner, I mean, I think at first he was like, you're doing what? Like you're the one with the stable job. I'm the, I'm the artist, right? Like I think at first he thought that. And after I explained to him, I was like, no, look, like this is what I thought I needed to do. I never really like stepped into my purpose. I never really figured out what I wanted to do. And he was like, you're right. You should do that. And I'm like, okay. So ever since then, he's definitely, you know, I mean, obviously I have, you know, great friends, great family. Um, and a lot of the friendships that I've recently cultivated have definitely, um, or manifested have definitely uh, been a supportive system to me. But I think, you know, the number one thing that has kept me going um, is my husband because um, or at the time he was my boyfriend, then my fiance, and most recently my husband, um, you know, because he's the one that lives with me. We've lived together for, I think, almost three years now. And so he's seen me at my lowest lows. He's seen me at my highest highs. And I think, um, when you have somebody that tells you like, you know, maybe tomorrow will be better. Like you can do this, you know, just go for it. You know, what's the worst that could happen, you know? And I think that, I don't, I don't know that it's, um, it's like anytime I forget my confidence, he's always there to remind me. So I think that that, that has been, you know, just like, so so important to have you know if it's not your significant other like a best friend or you know a family member somebody that when you're at your lowest moment can like jet you back up you know yeah. um because you as much as i want to believe i'm confident all the time which i gen <laughs> i generally am um i generally don't really you know care when anyone thinks i just you know do my own thing but um I do have moments and, and you've got to have, you've got to have people in your corner in order to maintain that. Right. Yeah. And that, that was something, that's something I like to talk about with people in these interviews is like, you know, how, where are you getting your support and not financially necessarily, but where is your emotional and like, where are your, who are your cheerleaders? Who are the people oh. that feel safe sharing things with, you know? Because, yeah, def definitely. Chris, mm -hmm. Chris, definitely Andrea, shout out to Andrea, Laura, Prakash Nam, my Reiki teacher, Wendy, um, my Aunt Mo, who else? Uh, my brother. I've I, There's just people that are in my corner for different, right, at different things, right? right. 
but yeah. mostly it's Chris Chris because he he sees the bad he, you know he lives with me he sees it when it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no and I think that makes sense having I like to tell people like having a support system almost like a spider web of like what is supporting you I mean you need to have that, especially if you're, you know, trying to do something different, whether it's a business or pursue, you know, something outside the norm, I think. I mean, for me personally, I've done a lot of different things that I think a lot raised eyebrows with people, you know, moving here or trying this or, uh, you know, teaching at this school that was, you know, not traditional and not even in the U.S. And so, um, good for you for doing it. <laughs> But you have to have people, there's so many people, if I had, you know, just listened to people who were like, that sounds scary, or that sounds like, I don't know about that idea, you know, and yeah. you need to have people who kind of can support your vision, and it sounds like Chris is able to see that long-term vision for you, like, when you are having the ups and downs, knowing that, okay, this is still, you're still on your path, you're still pursuing this thing that you want to be doing, so, and yeah, I I think also with that, you know, obviously, like, if it's family that's saying any of those things in your ears, which sometimes it is, you know, unfortunately, sometimes family's just trying to look out for you, just trying to tell you to do the right thing, even though their right thing is a projection of their own blocks, right? Um, I think for me, there's been a lot of friendships in my life that have either shifted or are no longer there because... I, when I started to really do what I wanted to do, and there were definitely people that I considered, you know, dear friends or that were in my life that um, I did not get the support from. I did not get the um, pat on the back that I needed. And it was hard, you know, for a minute there because there was a shift from, you know, all of my friends that were in the corporate world and that mindset mm -hmm. to all of my friends who are yoga teachers, who are artists, who are doing what I'm doing. And it's, 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 it's funny for me to now see the, you know, the, the difference between the two. And I'm not saying the corporate world is bad. There's still people who work in the corporate world who would still cheer me on. Right. But there are, there are friends or people that were in my life that I, I unfortunately, you know, were in my life for a season and for a reason. And they're not anymore because they did, you know, make me feel like crap. And it's like, you don't need that when you're trying to, you know, head in your path and head in your direction. You need to have people cheering you on because that's what it's all about. Like living a fulfilled, happy life. You're not going to be happy if you're not doing what you want to do and you're not living your purpose. Right. Yes. And I, I call them dream killers. That's a phrase I, I hate remember. it. It's like, don't be my dream killer. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> uh, so what... <laughs> You know, when thinking back to when you left your corporate job, and I know you had a lot going on there with your illness and your mom's illness, but, you know, what advice for somebody maybe wasn't going through something catastrophic like that, but does still have this, you know, I'm unhappy or I know I need to be doing more and they have something they want to pursue, but they might be, you know, scared to take the leap. What would, what's some advice that you would give to people? Uh, make fear your best friend. I think I kind of touched on that before. Like fear is your best friend. If you are just like, oh, I want to do this so bad. I don't know how to do it. Like, first of all, you do. You know more than you think you do. Is that right? Did I say that right? You know more than you think you do. And I think, you know, if you're stuck, 
start looking up other people that have done it. Ask people how they did it. You know, like I can't tell you how many people, like even before I fully had realized my purpose when I was just teaching yoga, people were like, how did, why did you do this? How did you do this? And I, I ultimately, I just, I just did. Right. <laughs> just like take the leap, take the jump, like just get a little bit of courage, do it. And like I said, like, if you're like, how am I going to do this financially? You will figure it out. If it is something that you really want to do and you really feel like it's your true purpose, don't, don't sit there being like, Oh, you know, after I make this much money or after this thing like no like if you really want to do it just do it like that's literally like nike just do it it literally i mean i know it takes a lot of bravery i know it takes a lot of courage but you know figure out don't try to figure out everything try to figure out what's the next step right like maybe the first step is leaving the job that makes you miserable and delivering Postmates so you can focus or I keep leaning on that, but maybe it's working at Starbucks or whatever kind of job it is or waitressing, like you said, um, just, just, just do it. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think if you're miserable, like that's no way to live, you know, like, and I think, I think a lot of us think that you're supposed to, I mean, how many memes, I still laugh at them. How many memes on Instagram are there that are like, oh, you know, this is what you do when you send an email, you copy your boss because that way, you know, like all these things that you do when you're in that world, it's like, I mean, <laughs> or if, if you're working at a job that is like, you know, not where you want to be and you have free time, don't sit during your free time going, oh, you know, like, I don't, like do something about it, you know, like get off your booty and do something about it, make a change, you know? Come to one of my yoga classes. I'll like <laughs> slap the silly out of you. <laughs> or the virtual ones, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say you know, one, when you were talking about that, a podcast episode that came to mind, um, Kimmy Werner, she's this freediver in Hawaii who I love to follow. But I remember before I even went back to school, it was, so it was a few years ago and I was kind of, I was living in Hawaii, but sort of back and forth too on the East Coast. And she talked about how, you know, she's pursued this sort of, you know, different career, you know, being a spirit fisherman woman and a free diver. And she was like saying how it always felt like she was walking through this dark cave. Oh, absolutely. You know, just dark like, caves for days. Right. Just navigating through it. And so she just had to figure out like, what's the next right step? Because sometimes you can't, you can't even see what's ahead, you know, for you, like, Maybe the first next right step was leaving the corporate job. Like you were, your body was physically breaking down. You know, you needed to heal on a physical level too. And the stress of that corporate world, you know, I don't, I don't think would have helped with that. But then, you know, it's, okay, the next next step was getting your, you know, yoga teacher training. And then the next step. And so, it, and then now it's like led to this. Now you're <laughs> designing retreat centers, which I just, I love that you're doing that. Yeah. Cool. yeah. And I actually was in my teacher training at and working in the corporate world still. And I left my job while I was in the middle of my teacher training. Okay. So yeah. So, so I was like, really like <laughs> out. Yeah. Bye. Done. Right. Gotta and go help lit, save people. <laughs> See you later. That was literally, literally, um, I was going to say something else he said, but the cave thing, that's a yeah. really great way to describe it. And I actually, 
think I, I did a video like a while back about like, you don't need to know what the heck you're doing. You just need to know what the next step is, right? Because when you get overwhelmed by all of the things that you could, should, need, maybe thinking about, that's where you get overwhelmed. All you need to know is what's the next step. Like for me, I'm like, okay, the next step is doing this Instagram live. The next step is <laughs> I have to send a video to my Aunt Mo. The next step is I have to teach a yoga class, a corporate yoga class. And then it's like the next step, I have to send a flyer out to a potential corporate yoga class, right? It's like, and then it just kind of everything starts to fall into place and you're so busy that you just, you naturally will take the next step, you know? Even when you first leave, it's like, okay, maybe I should start a website. I don't know how to build a website. Talk to somebody who does. Talk to me. I figured it out. <laughs> it's not that hard. You yeah. figure it out. Google it. Google's yeah. great. Make Google your best friend. Google yes. it. Yes, I've Googled so much shit in the last so year. So much. <laughs> so many things. Or like words. I'm like, what is that? I don't know what that yeah. is. Google it. No, I love that. And I think um, I think hopefully a lot of people who listen, you know, tune into this will I know for me when I was listening to her, that story of her talking about, you know, what's the next right step, the, that visual is helpful for me to come back to, especially yes much uncertainty this past year on a societal level and I think now we're sort of you know stepping in we have been stepping into our new normal and there's less of that you know scarcity fear factor going on all the time where your like nervous system is on overdrive yeah um, and now you know we can think about the future um but I think it's still helpful to break it down into steps and then but still having for you the that overall vision purpose you keep coming back to is I want to help people heal. And yeah, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. tell everyone what you're working on now and you know, what projects you're doing, how, they, how people can support you. Oh gosh. Um, well, I'm, I, I should say, so I never really thought, I thought that I was going to be leading retreats. Um, after I designed them, I didn't think that that would be something that I was doing so soon in my teaching career. Um, but I'm co-leading a yoga retreat in Costa Rica uh, with my Reiki teacher. We leave August 6th. So I am super excited. We sold out. I'm so grateful. There's 16 people coming with us um, to Costa Rica. We're going to be on the Caribbean side um, at Tierra de los Sueños uh, Retreat Center. So I'm really excited about that. And that has catapulted me to realize that, um, wow, I do want to lead some more retreats before I'm finishing these designs on the retreat centers because that would also be how I can learn, okay, what is at this retreat center? What isn't? What do I like? What do I not like? What do I think I can improve, right? Because that's how you learn as a designer. You, mm -hmm. you take something that you see and then you say to yourself, how can we make this better? How can we improve mm -hmm. this, right? A great designer, you know, doesn't just come up with something that's been done before. They look at something and try to improve it, right? Uh, so with that being said, I have uh, two phone calls over the next two weeks um, in two different locations, uh, I don't even know if I should say, but I'll just say I got contacted by two different retreat centers that are totally unrelated. Um, one of them does retreats in Iceland. Um, I'm hoping to lead a retreat in Iceland early next year. If not early next year, then um, maybe the following year. Uh, they said they're really booked up, but I'm really interested to lead one in Iceland because how many yoga retreats have you heard are in Iceland? Like, I never, never. Who wants to do yoga under the Northern Lights? <laughs> this girl. 
So it's like a hot place to visit or travel to now. Yeah. I want, (laughs) I've always wanted to go. And so I'm like, why not do it? And then I also got contacted um, by a yoga retreat center in the Sacred Valley of Peru. And I actually did a retreat there with my teacher, Laura Love, and I had the most beautiful experience. I never thought that I would lead one there. Um, So that is something that is a possibility. So there's these two retreats that are kind of up in the air right now. I don't know the dates, but um, that's something I'm working on. Right now, the design projects I'm on are on pause, Um, but the two projects that I'm working on, one is in Palm Springs and one is in Tulum in Mexico. Uh, So those are the first of of six. Um, And I don't even know if I can say the other locations. (laughs) But they're all over the world. It's pretty exciting. A lot of locations where you wouldn't expect a yoga retreat center, so that's super exciting. and then I also, I teach corporate yoga. So that's something that's been happening a lot lately. I just got contacted by another company. Um, and one thing that I'm really excited to hopefully bring to this company, they are looking for more than just a yoga class. They want some like yoga philosophy taught. And I was really excited to hear that they already had somebody come present about the seven spiritual laws of success, which I thought was super cool. And so they're looking to maybe do some breath work or um, yoga and meditation, but I think even more looking to do um, more like a team building thing where, you know, and I'm thinking of having, you know, a topic every week of, you know, like this week we're focusing on, you know, present moment awareness and why that's important. So, um, that is also something that I offer with uh, my corporate classes, just a lot of the yogic philosophy that I learned. Um, I think a lot of people get a stigma that that, that yoga is a, is a religion, right? Which it is, it's a part of a religion, right? But there's also a lot of great um, teachings from it and a lot of great ways of just like living and understanding life. Um, and, you know, like I identify with a lot of a lot of different religions and a lot of different things. But I think, you know, it can be other than that. It, and, you know, being being spiritual is not necessarily believing in God. They're two mm-hmm. separate things. And I think sometimes people forget that. Um, but, yeah, I think what else is going on? I teach a lot. I do a lot of Reiki sessions in person and virtual. Um, I do moon rituals every a uh, new and full moon. I lead in my backyard of my beautiful little cottage here in Costa Mesa. I do, um, we do a little meditation in the beginning, like a 10 minute meditation. And then we do a gentle flow class where we do some moon salutations to honor the moon, whether it be a full or a new moon. And then we do the two stage pranayama breath work that I talked about earlier. And that kind of trifecta makes uh, the moon ritual and I share Reiki during it. And, uh, you know, I feel like the reason that I do those is kind of, well, not kind of, it is in honor of my mom because my mom, um, was always very guided by the moon. She always talked about it growing up. And, uh, during COVID I had the crazy idea to start doing these cause yoga studios closed and, you know, no longer existed. And I'm, when they started saying you could do stuff outside, I was like, I'm going to leave these in my backyard. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so I did and people came and now every, every two weeks I have like six, 12 people coming. So, um, yeah, I think, I think that's kind of all the yeah I love balls it. that I have up in the air right now. So um, great. And yeah. if people want to find out, see if you're 
Instagram and your website on there and that kind of has all the updates on what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I um, keep my website updated. Again, I update it myself. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, not not an expert, but a decent job yeah. is done. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm on my Instagram all the time. I'm always letting people know what's going on. So yeah, cool. can find me, reach out to me. I love hearing from you. I love when people are like, what do I do? Oh my God. Like I love, I love helping people. So and if you feel like people are, you know, on the beginning journey of their healing process, where do you think is a good place for them to start? You know, yoga or doing, I mean, doing the pranayama or where, where would you suggest people kind of starting if they know they're, because I think sometimes people don't even realize, like, I need to heal. Like, I think we all have some healing to do. Absolutely. And it's maybe not as obvious. Maybe it takes a big event in your life to happen or, you know, childhood trauma or whatever you've gone through. But I think we all on some level need to heal. And, you know, where, where would you suggest people starting <laughs> with that? Um, I suggest that they start wherever they feel called to start, right? Like maybe it's with me, maybe it's with one of my teachers. Um, if you're, gosh, um, I mean, I think breath work is super powerful. I think that's a good place to start. Um, if I were to have approached what I know now, that's where I would have started. But I think go where you feel called. You know, I had um, somebody, you know, make a free call with me the other day and I talked with them and she's like, you know, I just want to be a part of a community. I just want to, you know, come and I, I, I don't really know where to start. And I said, just come to my part class, come to my part class on Saturday, see if you like it. You know, you'll get a taste of my Reiki because I share Reiki during Shavasana. You know, we breathe during the class. You'll kind of hear me talking and see if you even, you know, want to join us, right? So I think, I think wherever, wherever you feel called, wherever you, you know, wherever you want to go. And if you don't, if you don't know where to go, talk to me. Talk to me about, you know, what you're going through, what you're trying to work through. And from there, maybe I can, you know, guide you a little bit better. Because I think it's different for everybody, you know? Like, I think some people, you know, maybe they they sit a lot all day, you know, at their job. And so maybe, you know, they need to move more and move their body and use their body. So maybe starting with yoga is better than starting with breath work, you know, it kind of yep. is, I feel like it's not, there's not like one, um, one like, answer. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it could be, it could be whatever yeah. you want it to be. And if you don't know, ask me, I'll help you figure it out. Yeah. No, I love that. It's so true. I think, yeah, letting yourself be called to what I know for me, it was therapy first and then it moved into different things, but you know, yeah. like, it can look different for everybody. So totally, totally. Well, thank you so much. I'm so, thank you so much. And all of your awesome projects. I'm just so inspired by all the work you're doing. It's thank it's you. Really, yeah. Very cool. Thank you so much. It's I cool. really appreciate that. Evolving. Yeah. It's, it's great. So, you know, thank you for coming on here and sharing, you know, some of your tips too and advice based on yeah. what you Cause I think, I think people can learn a lot just from, you know, other people's experiences, their stories and what, what they found that worked, what didn't, um, you know, I think there's always something you can learn from other people. So. Absolutely. I'm still learning. I'm not perfect yeah. either. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you. Definitely be in touch. And if okay, anybody so wants to connect with Masha, she has her Instagram account. She is very active on it. Yay. And, you know, website with all the information and yeah. 
one of the offerings that you have virtual and in person. So go check. Yeah, out. absolutely. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay, Take care. Bye. Have a beautiful day. Bye. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Passion Stories. If you've been looking to make a career transition into more purposeful work or have been sitting on a business idea around one of your passions, consider checking out the Passion and Purpose program where we get you clear on what you want to do next professionally and help you develop an action plan to meet your goals. You can learn more at the link in the show notes or schedule a call to see if the Passion and Purpose program can help you with your career goals.